Hello and welcome along again to the Life-Changing Moments podcast series on The 42. I'm Fintan O'Toole and we're chatting today with our latest guest in the series, Tipperary All-Ireland hurling winner Shane McGrath. Now we've teamed up with UPMC, the official healthcare partner of the GPA and GAA to produce this Life-Changing Moments podcast series. With over 40 hospitals, 700 doctors and 90,000 employees globally, UPMC is providing life-changing medicine to communities across Ireland. To find out more, go to www.upmc.ie. Okay, so as I mentioned, Shane McGrath is our guest today. The Ballinahinch Club man was part of Tipperary's All-Ireland Senior win a decade ago. He also won two All-Star Awards in 2008 and 2014 and plenty of Munster medals at various grades in his time with the Premier County. Shane, welcome along and thanks for joining us. No matter, Fintan. Glad to be here, mate. So tell us, Shane, you've had a bit of time to think about it. What is the game that you've chosen that had the biggest impact on your hurling career? Yeah, like I suppose from the group that we were in, I suppose everyone would everyone would say 2010 and the final and like talking to people. My my view on is that 2009 was actually a better hurling match, but I suppose the the team with 10, Mihal Mahorti came into the dressing room afterwards. It was his last hurling match actually, and uh, commentating on and he said it was the greatest game of hurling he ever seen. Now whether he meant it or not, I actually met him uh, last year in the so I final. I asked him, and he said no, that it still it still was. So that he's, was nice. He's, but he's still sticking with it, so he did like you know. And I thought maybe he just came in just to say because on the day. But look, yeah, that that's great to say you were part of that the greatest hurling match that Mihal and Murphy had seen, and you came off the right side of it. But I suppose for me, the the the, the biggest um, the biggest game or the biggest kind of game to change my career, I suppose, was the 2008 Munster Championship match against Cork down in Cork. Okay, um, right. I suppose uh, nowadays everybody, you know, with, with with health and safety and everything, you know, there's a maximum capacity and rightly so but whatever happened on that day whether they oversold it or they underestimated the crowd that was coming the crowd had to sit on the sidelines and it was really back to the I suppose the glory days of kind of the 1990s championship uh, where people were on the sidelines and running out to players before the match was over and that was my kind of first and only real experience of that not to be honest it didn't happen again and I said they learned a big lesson from that but um it was a big game for us. I suppose it was the it was the first real big championship test for for us as a group under Liam Sheedy. And we were going down to Cork. We hadn't won there in eighty odd years. Now, it wasn't that we played down there eighty times. It was just the way the championship games fell. And for me, on a personal level, uh, it was my it was kind of a test for me to kind of say right. It was my third year on the tip panel, and I kind of said, you know, you're either going to be good enough here now or you're not. And what a test to have against Tom Kenny and Jerry O'Connor. The, the best midfield, maybe the, one of the best midfield partnerships of all time in Harlem, really, and they took it to another level. So, yeah, that was that was a massive day for Svensson, and there was a lot of thoughts in the head going down in the bus and everything. And uh, whatever, you know, we I think it was because you know Sheedy would be one of the main factors that we were just so ready that we had no choice but to perform, and and we did. And it was just a great, great feeling, like you know, to be that was kind of saying to the rest of the country that look we're we're a good group and for me personally it was kind of saying yeah I went went fine the same day got on a few balls and got on the score sheet and it just kind of the self-confidence I got that you know if, if I can hurl against Jerry O'Connor and Tom Kenny down in Parky Creek I can probably give it a go um, in most other places. Okay so there's a lot to, to kind of get stuck into there I suppose first of all the, the background from a temporary point of view the Babs Keating era hadn't ended well in 2007 with the loss to Wexford um 
like everybody knows about Liam Sheedy now and obviously his pedigree was he a bit of an unknown at the time for you taking over as manager or given what he'd done with the minor team was it I think in 05 um, or so maybe 06 was it kind of well established or had you come across him maybe before he took over as manager well I suppose we all would know Liam as the hurler like um, you know play, playing in full back line there for tip like you know in 97 and stuff but I suppose as, as the group as a whole would know very little about him as, as a manager. We would have obviously seen what he did with the minors and with the group he had with the minors. And it's just funny now that four or five of those guys are still going with him, you know, um, even this year. But we didn't really know much about him as a manager, but we would have, everyone would have respected him highly because of the, what, what he does for his club and through and everything. But he brought in guys like Eamon O'Shea and like I could have said Eamon O'Shea's name to 12 or 13 years ago and a lot of people wouldn't know Eamon O'Shea's yeah, that's true, yeah. You know, he was involved in the college hurling in Galway, great killer one man. And Liam obviously seen the potential in him. Keen O'Neill was I won't I won't say unknown, but a relatively unknown guy. And again, there he is now. He's he's one of the most respected S and C guys and coaches um in the GA. And he just what Sheedy does is he just builds a team around him. He's the manager, like, and that's what a good managers do. They build great teams around him and he's a great people's person and he just had us, we were just we were just so up for that game. It was it was unreal, you know, and just everything was just done to a T. The, the, the minute we'd arrived, the minute we'd leave, the dressing rooms, everything. Um, you know, the old Parky Creed dressing rooms, I'm sure you were in, I'm thinking, like, they were just, it was just a gallery inside there, like, because with the panels nowadays, there's just lads sitting on top of each other. The physio set up inside in the showers. And if lads wanted, if it was a hot day, you couldn't stick your head under the shower or anything like that. Uh, God forbid if anyone went to the Jacks or anything like you know, <laughs> uh, there would wouldn't be the best uh, air conditioning at the time. But uh, ev- everything was just done to a T, and uh, we were just so ready, like you know. And as I said, we we had no choice but to perform because uh, because Sheedy had it just so 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 well so well oiled, like so well driven to just get the most out of us on the day. That's 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 very hard to do, like to do it when it counts most. But you know, we I think under Sheedy especially we we kind of did it more often than that. You'd had a very good spring that year in winning the league and I imagine that was good for confidence but the thing I remember is that he talked a lot that year for months out about this. It was 85 years since Tip had beaten Cork in Cork in a championship game. Now as you said it wasn't like that he had played them 85 times in that sense but it seemed he was kind of harnessing that as, as a cause you know we're heading down there into their backyard um, and I guess he was. it seemed from the outside he was kind of building up the motivation from early in the year because obviously it was the old knockout Munster Championship style format which which we're coming back to this year but the round robin thing was it was a good bit away so it seemed like he was priming you for this game from a good bit out that season oh god yeah I mean that was when the draw was made I suppose late the previous year I suppose the draws used to be in October October November time and like you know Liam, Liam would have been involved in it at that stage and you know we would have even kind of got back together as a group like I suppose you know the training times were different you know 12-13 years ago lads could you know could probably do a bit together like but that we were like that was that was the goal like you know Cork down in Cork hadn't been done in so long and of all you know some of the great tip hurlers that went down there and and didn't be Cork down in Cork and I suppose it was it was something that's always in the back of our heads but he may he might have mentioned it once or twice but it was always game by game then in the league you know who's next who's next who's next you know winning the league final was brilliant and uh, went away for a few days together then doing a bit of training and I suppose the focus as soon as the as soon as the league final was over, you know, he made no bones about it in the dressing room afterwards. It was nice to have the cup, and um, but the, the cork was the focus. And like we were very, very, we were really, really up for it, like, you know. And you know, with all due respect to the cork team, did it's so much done at that stage too that we were kind of we were kind of a coming force, and that they were maybe coming towards the end. 
and that you know this this was everything to us. Whereas you had guys with all Ireland medals, several All Stars, hundred year awards. You know they 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 had a lot done at that stage, and you know we were just we were just so so up up for the game. Like and uh, you know I suppose the funny thing about it is we went down two years later then and we 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 we, we got our arses handed to us like you know in twenty ten. So it it just tell you no matter what you are or how how you think you're going. If if you're not up for 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 a game against uh, against any team, really, you know, I mean, you can you can just forget about it. Like the venue, um, look, I suppose the old Porky Cueve, you know, wasn't the most luxurious or kind of comfortable of grounds. Like, but I've read like Brennan Cummins talking before as an actual pitch to play on and the kind of the amphitheater. He said it was one of his favorite places to ever play a game of hurling. Like that day, the fact that it was like tipping Cork and the fans came down onto the pitch, uh, the Cork fans had to sit behind the goal at the Black Rock end. Like, like did the atmosphere, was it just electric from the world go? The atmosphere was unbelievable. I mean, it, anyone that remembers the old Dresden's Parky Creeve, you have to go out the tunnel, but the tunnel is open to the public. It's not really like Crow Park where it's players only. And you like, I just, you could be running, tearing out, ready to play a Munster Championship game. There could be three or four lads after, you know, maybe spending a bit of time in the in their own club beforehand, and you can see them there, the tip jersey, the cart, and the roar at you. And that was just, I think that was kind of added to the magic of it. Like, we'll never see that again. Like, you won't see it for, for whatever reason. Like, you'll never see a fan being able to stand beside an uh, inter county guy running out of the dressing room. But yeah, like the, 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 the new parking group is completely separate. Yeah, it's completely different. You know, it's, it's different, tunnel, you know? Yeah. yeah, the city, you know, looking up to be down their last or pitch side with, with the minors. Like, and it's just so, it's just a different world altogether. Like, you know, it, it is, you know, it is, it is as, is as professional a setup as, as I've ever been in now, but it was just the magic of it then, I suppose, that you could run out and see your next door neighbor beside you, and like two minutes later, you're up in the middle of the field for a throw in the middle of a Munster Championship match. And then just the way the design of the old park created that kind of Coliseum effect, like, um, it just added to the atmosphere. And, and when it was full, when the Black Rock end was full, and just the color, and especially the color that the car crowd bring, uh, it was just unbelievable. Day. The sun was splitting the rocks. Um, there wasn't a puff of wind in it, and it was just the pitch. The, the old park, Parky Creeve, or the park is—I know as they, they call it down, sounder like it was just the, the pitch is unbelievable. Like it's, you know, it was, it was as good as any pitch as, as I've ever played on. And you just kind of set yourself walking out of the can hurl here today, like there's something seriously wrong. Like, ah, look, it was—I think it was an amalgamation of always going down there trying to beat them, the weather, the crowd, the pitch, the atmosphere, and it just all came together as a kind of a perfect storm, Finton. And it was just, you know, it was a pleasure just to be, just to be out there and being able to hurl that day. Puck out by Brendan Cummins. John Gardner again tries to uh, catch that ball first time. Lark Robert, by Seamus Callanan. Owen Kelly. This is when he's most dangerous. Trying to turn, takes a shot. Oh, what a brilliant goal! One ball, one shot, one goal. It feels like reading up on it that the game kind of hinged on maybe two big moments into the Black Rock end. So the second of them is in the second half. Paddy O'Sullivan uh, takes a penalty, which is saved. But the first is a goal uh, midway through the first half from your star forward, Owen Kelly, who uh, I suppose recently enough is still doing it for Mullinahone. I, I saw I saw you tweeting about it and pointing out, you know, his his kind of scoring heroic still at club level. But like that goal. Um, it's just an absolutely brilliant strike, isn't it? And I mean, that must have given you some lift, you know. Like, what, what was it like to play with a guy like that to, to have him inside the full forward line? Yeah, I suppose you know the, the term "goat" is thrown around everywhere a lot of times. But um, for me personally, he's the he's the greatest hurler I ever played with. Anyway, like you know, and to, to say, to, I think I think it's nice in maybe twenty, thirty years time to tell your kids like that. Like I I was I played around Kelly like, and um, 
the goal he got that day, Dunlow would still often bring it up every now and again. You know, if there's a great goal scorer, you often hear him on Sunday game going, he would, he would, just, he would talk about that goal. And, like, and I, think, I think that kind of gives the credit to what, how good the goal was because Brian Murphy was marking on that day. Brian Murphy was at the height of his powers. Um, he was a serious cornerback, physical guy, good hurler. And he did everything right, like Mark and Owen. And Owen just, this swivel that he has, and he, he didn't lose it. He was even doing it last, uh, last weekend again for the club. Like, and he just, he just, it was almost like uh, Bubba Watson, the way Bubba Watson can just hook that ball around in golf, like, or, or you know, just shape the ball. That's, I think that's what Owen did. He just bent the ball around. It was almost Roberto Carlos. Like, it nearly went wide first and came back in. And it was, it gave us a massive, massive lift. And then... Um, and I think Owen, I think Owen was one of the only players who would have been able to score that goal. Um, just, just the physical strength to shove off the guy and then just the ability to bend it around Owen Logue. And then the, the other side, the, the, the Claudio Sullivan incident then, um, I just see Brendan again, the height of his powers again. Um, you know, he was just so good at reading lads. He used to always say he'd always kind of, he would never look at the way a guy was going to strike it. He would always look at, it, at the eyes or the feet and he'd know from that which side it was going to go. And look, lucky for us, he... Got a hurry to admit a great save, and uh, we just drove on up the field in effort. Like so, yeah. It's look, it's guess. You know, it's it, it is really a game of inches. Like a couple of inches either side there, right? those incidents, and we could have lost. And who knows where we would have led in? You know, as a group, mm. like so. So I suppose you're talking there about Brendan in goal and Owen at the far end of the pitch. Uh, you've touched on for you in the middle of the field. You felt that this was a big year in terms of trying to establish yourselves, and you've mentioned your opponents at that time. Like as a player in the county level, were Tom Kenny and Jerry O'Connor were late? Were they the benchmark in terms of midfield play and, and the partnership? And that was the standard and level you felt you had to get up to. Yeah, they were. Tom definitely, um, uh, physical wise and fitness wise, okay. I would have looked right. at him and saying, "Need to get to the level of this guy." Because I would have, we would have uh, marked him in 2006 Munster final, and uh, I, I suppose it was all new to me. Like it was my first Munster final. I wasn't really nervous. I was just kind of excited more about it. And I think later on, as your career goes on, you get more nervous about things because maybe you know about all the potentials that can happen and all the pitfalls. But when you're younger, it's just you know you're just happy to be there and you're just kind of hurling with freedom. And I would have seen just the physical fitness up front of Tom Kenny and Jerry Connor in '06. I was like, John O'Brien has always slags me. He says, I look, I look like someone who couldn't play in the final really game that day. Like, I was playing midfield. <laughs> And I was just uh, going like, I have to get, I have to try and get to this level. Like, I have to try and get to that level of physical fitness and strength, and then hope and get my hurling up to it as well. And yeah, they were they were the standard. I think they, I think they took it to a new level. I mean, Ollie Baker took it to a new level in the nineties for Clare, and I think they came on and they took it to another level then with regards to physical fitness and skill and the ability to be, you know, a, a Paul Scholes type box to box player or a, you know that 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 kind of player for for their team and very rarely get taken off or very rarely look tired doing it like so i was looking at it you actually scored the opening point of the game to put tip ahead but tip didn't go back in front until the 61st minute and it was from there then you seem to finish like a train and you win by six points and the season takes off from there and you know that that tip team as you've pointed out i mean you go on to contest the all-around final the following year and and then the, the success of 2010 comes yeah, yeah, that's it. Look, and it was it was really. I didn't even know that actually. To be honest, I, 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 um, I suppose I suppose the confidence you you got from looking around at the group and then the lads that came off the bench and then every time you looked out at Chidi, like he was just he was just he was just so buzzing, like and you you feed off that energy and you feed off the energy of the crowd and, um, you know, it was just the kind of a, 
like if we didn't do it that day, when were we going to do it kind of thing for the for the group? And I think that's that's just what pushed us pushed us on and got us over the edge. And just we really, really wanted to win so, so badly that day. And I think I think that's what probably what probably tipped it for us, Finton. Now I know you picked this game, Shane, the two thousand eight Monster Semi final, but there was another match that uh you I suppose wanted to talk about that was kind of right up there in terms of uh, having an impact on your career. Uh, there was, yeah. So it's kind of a funny story, but it kind of had a personal impact. And so I was in the four months the final under 21 against Cork, was on the stadium. With a good team. And, you know, as, I suppose the unfortunate thing is a lot, a lot of those guys didn't go on and play senior for tip for one reason or another. And um, it was kind of my first year on a tip panel. I never played minor or anything for tip. And uh, going well coming the week, coming up to training. And um, so anyway, the match was going on anyway. And... Uh, the guy, the manager was called Seamus Power. Yeah, very, very well regarded guy, you know, in Tipperary GA. Like, you know, he's, he was the manager. One of the wing forwards went down, and that was my position at the time, maybe 10, 12 minutes into the game. And he just rolled up to Shane McGrath, and the boy's like, go on now, McGrath, go on down. So he was going down with the hurling helmet anyway. It was ready for road. And he handed me a water bottle. And he says, will you go over and do the water to the other side of the field? And I was just, I was so demoralized, you know, and a lot of my friends and family were at the match. And uh, obviously your friends obviously just like, yeah, they don't care, you know. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I was just like going, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. So anyway, there I was with the, all togged off to the nines doing the water. And uh, we won anyway, you know, and it would be great old crack afterwards. And, you know, still have very good friends from that group. But I just said to myself, um, I'm never ever going to be embarrassed like that in Harlem again. Uh, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, um, I'm never ever doing the water I'm never going to do the water again if I'm togged out. If I'm injured or not involved. Okay, right. I just, um, that was a turning point for me. I just, and it's nothing against the manager right like that, you know what I mean? Uh, he, he has a job to do and we won the match and that's it. But I just felt, I just felt so, so embarrassed and I was just like going, God, is this what hurling is like, you know? And I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, like, it's, 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 it's not their fault for me doing the water. Like, it's my fault. I'm obviously not going well enough. I'm obviously not strong enough. So, you know, I had a good look at myself. Would have started college in LIT the following... Uh, I had started college in LIT, but would start at Hurling Fitzgibbon the following year in 2005. Like, Hurling had a good level. Davy was the manager. And, you know, you'd like to Jackie Tyrrell and Owen was in there. And um, Manny was there. Fraggy was there. You know, you're the These guys who were physically physical guys and were playing inter-county senior level. And I just looked at the way they trained and I said, I, I, I have to get to that level if, I'm, if I ever want to do anything. And... That was it then, you know, kind of had a good year at Fitz and, um, you know, made, made the 21s team. And after that, then at the end of 05, um, got called in for trial with the senior boys. And, you know, it's it's not a million years ago, but, you know, it got the letter at home to say you're being asked to attend the trial. And, and you know, it was it was great. And just kind of pushed on from there and kind of took the chances. But, yeah, that was a big turning point. Yeah, definitely the 04 Munster final. Like, yeah. it, it obviously built some resolve, though, because, I mean, you mentioned that you didn't play a minor you're not coming from one of the bigger clubs in Tipperary. So is there all a sense you have to kind of fight that bit harder for maybe the recognition and to kind of maybe get noticed? Yeah, I suppose there is, you know. Um, I, I know Cody always says to be a good county hurler, you have to be an outstanding club hurler, but there, there might be many people going to Ballon Hinch club matches because we're just, we're intermediate level in tip. And uh, unless you're getting to kind of county final stage, people don't really know what goes on in your matches. But I suppose the window for me was the Fitzgibbon. And I took my chance and then I would have pushed on and made the, made the team for the Tip 21s and had a good campaign with him that year. And Babs just happened to be uh, at the Munster final, under 21 Munster final. And uh, I, as I said, went, went fine that night. And as he, he told me, he said he didn't know much about maybe what McDonald's had given that year, but he was very impressed with what I did that night under 21. So it's guess, you know, if, if, if he wasn't at that match, 
who knows, like maybe I would have never got the break, but you know, I suppose Fosforia won't pass you, as they say, and he was I, I was that was my chance and I and I and I grabbed it with both hands at the time and you know, lucky enough got a few breaks earlier on early on in the the trial games thinking, you know, and uh, went all right in the league and all that. So I just was kept on, you know, and you know, you'd be just very grateful for, for getting the opportunity like. When you're achieving, you know, the ultimate success later in your career with tip in 2010 and obviously you're getting these personal accolades like the all-star awards are you thinking back to today's like that 2014 or 2004 under the game saying god you know i've come a long way yeah definitely yeah and would have met would have met james power we'd often have a joke and <laughs> have a drink together about it since but yeah, i would always appreciate him giving me the chance to even be on the panel like you know and uh the funny thing about 2014 was we i started the all-learning semi-final against down okay so, uh, <laughs> and then we went down to take kenny and we got that right I don't know, 40-something points down in Nolan Park that year in 2004. But anyway, uh, yeah, you would definitely think about it. And, you know, if I was ever talking to, you know, any of the kids from Belna Hinch or any kids around that maybe, uh, you know, maybe don't make it so easy earlier on in their career, I would say, look, if you really, really want to make it, you have to work harder. And and if you don't, that's fine too. You know, it's it's not for everyone, the hard work or the sacrifice. You know, I would have missed out in 10, 11 years of having to crack with, with my best friends and I've only kind of got to know them properly since I kind of finished up with Tip um, a few years ago and you know that's that's it that's the sacrifices you make but you know you you do miss it for for the, the lads going being able to go away during the summers and stuff like that but I'd say you know any of the lads would give anything to to, to be in Croke Park playing for Tip and, and I'll earn a winning day like. Yeah, certainly would. That's uh, some brilliant memories from your hurling career. Uh, Shane, thanks a million for joining us today on the Life Changing Moments podcast series on the 42 in association with UPMC, the official healthcare partner of the GPA and GAA. Tipperary remain unbeaten. They've won the Waterford Crystal Tournament. They've won the National League. And for the first time in 86 years, Tipperary have come to Cork, to Parky Green and beaten the Leesiders and beaten them impressively as well.